Hey, what's up? This is TJP, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. That she raised all of your won't change Who you think you are? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy, it's your nephew, it's your cousin, it's the icon, the Don Chaz Evans, and I'm here with the Three Count Podcast SummerSlam Super Pod. Let's go down the roster. Introducing first, he is my tag team partner. He's the man that runs this show because I don't do shit. I don't run shit. I just talk shit. He is the landlord of the dog pound. He is the red dog, Cliff Miller. Oh, yeah. And Dino Heat, catchphrase. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just make sure you go to Water Maneuver and look up Andino and get your new t-shirt. Awesome. And introducing next, he is the 47-time coronavirus surviving, racist killing, African-American Negro spiritual, world heavyweight universal, mighty morphin power ranger, national heavyweight United States world heavyweight African diaspora world champion. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Idol. Always happy to be here. And introducing next, he is the Dark Lord himself. He is the evil genius. He is the one that apparently uh, Jesus owes money to. Ladies and gentlemen, the supervillain himself, Damien Fatal. I want my fucking money. <laughs> Jesus better fucking pay up. It's Sunday. I know he gets like, you know, offerings and everything. I want my fucking money. We can totally tell you have no idea how any of that works. Um, introducing next. He is the superstar. He is Showtime. He is the man that deserves an Oscar, a Grammy, an Emmy, a Tony, a Daytime Emmy Award, a Primetime Emmy Award. Man, he deserves a Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award and a goddamn BET Award. Ladies and gentlemen, Showtime, Jeremy Grimes. And one half of the greatest tag team on the East Coast, definitely not Black Magic, and we saw that last night. Next. <laughs> <laughs> That's fired, bro. Jesus. And introducing next, he is Clifford Miller's best friend. He's the newest employee here at the Slave Factory called the Three Count Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my boy, Anthony. What up, fuckers? (laughs) This is how we get caught. We got to work on that one, bro. (laughs) And introducing last, but certainly, certainly not the least, the only reason he's on this show is because he's my little brother. Ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't watch any type of wrestling except for uh, SmackDown. And, uh, well, and he watches Wrestle Talk and What Culture. So, ladies and gentlemen, you may know him on here as the Napster. You may know him as uh, Josh or Joshua. Or you may know him as JJ, but now he only goes by 
his given name, and that is Q. First off, I want to say one thing. How dare you make me go last? I am one of the OGs, first and foremost. Now, with that out the way, I like to thank the sidewalks to keep me up the street. Dangerous times going on. Make sure you're locked and loaded because there's a revolutionary war, part two, going on. So, chitty, chitty, bang, everything. And that's all for me. All righty then. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's, like I said, this is the Three Count SummerSlam Super Pod. We have guests here on the show, but before I introduce them, let me get through some announcements. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not listened to the latest episode of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, featuring the man, uh, Chief Postal, you need to stop this episode right now, go back into your episode list, go listen to that one, and then come back to this one. I promise you, you don't want to miss that interview. Uh, also, if you want to support the Three Count Podcast and well, monetarily, that is, because if you're listening to us, that means you're supporting us. But monetarily, go get yourself a Three Count Podcast t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash The Three Count Pod, and that is the number three. Go get yourself a Three Count Podcast t-shirt. Let's introduce our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, making her return here on The Three Count Podcast, it's my sister, it's Mrs. Idol. Jamela Scott on the show. She's the production assistant of Fight Club Pro Wrestling, who just had their show last night as of this recording. Give it up for Jamela Scott. I just want to say Fight Club is where it's at. Summer Jam was lit. And if you don't like us, screw you. Happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. And last but not least, we got Brian H. Waters from the wrestling realm here in the Three Count War Room, making his Three Count podcast debut. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy to be on here. It's always a pleasure when you get a chance to talk some good old wrestling, something I've been watching since the womb. And that's a long story. My mother can explain it better. Oh, man. We're happy to have you on. So happy to have you on. So let's get right down to business ladies and gentlemen this is a super pod which means you know this is going to be a hella long show so let's get right down to business with the wednesday night war rundown all righty so uh this past wednesday night aew and nxt went at it again as they do every wednesday night and i here have the viewership numbers so Let's start with NXT. NXT came in with a 619,000 total viewers, while AEW, as uh, we've seen time and time again, have uh, defeated NXT in the ratings with a 792,000 total viewership. So if you are keeping score like we are, it's a lot to a little bit. So that is your Wednesday Night War Rundown. So before we move on, Let's go through the list. Who did you think had the better show overall? Cliff, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I like the I like the AEW show, uh, but main event wise, I think NXT had a better main event match. But you know, we'll talk about because the surprise surprises that came out. 
but yeah, I did like Dynamite better um, overall. Uh, Anthony, Dynamite hands down. Brian, uh, mm, <laughs> it was a toss up to be honest with you, but I guess I'll give it the Dynamite. Uh, the Idols. Be impossible for me to like Dynamite. <laughs> Um, me personally, I I like NXT. I think NXT is putting on the better matches in terms of like things you want to see. And Dynamite, I think, is putting out. I mean, I think they're both putting out good matches, but I think more people are watching Dynamite because they're curious. So I'd rather hang myself. Stop it, <laughs> Damien. What you got? I'm just going to say NXT. Jeremy? Being a big Chris Jericho fan, how dare you not know how to take a mousetrap pin, so I'm going NXT. And JJ? AEW was boring. All right. I got to go with NXT for once, you know. I actually enjoyed NXT more than I enjoyed AEW this week, possibly because uh, I still didn't get my Young Bucks versus the Revival, and that was a perfect time to do it. But, hey, it's always all out. So, all right, moving on. Let's get down to our debate topic. So, this past Friday night on SmackDown, we actually talking about SmackDown a lot. Uh, this past Friday on SmackDown, we had a segment between Braun Strowman, The Fiend, and Alexa Bliss. Which ultimately, um, not for sure yet, but it looks like we have ourselves a Fiend face turn. Um, Braun Strowman uh, pretty much dropping Alexa, picking her up and uh, literally throwing her like, you know, a a piece of paper because she's like 87 pounds. But what do we think about this? The Fiend being a face? I know at one point earlier this year, we had talked about the Fiend could never turn face and it would work. But with, you know the coronavirus and the new shows being, you know, uh, not so good and the declining ratings. What do we think about The Fiend being a face? So we'll go in the same order. Cliff, you'll start. Anthony, you'll follow. Brian will go after Anthony. The Idols will go. Then Damien. Then Jeremy. And then JJ. And I will hit us up at the end. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, man. I am not with it. <laughs> like, The Fiend is meant to be, like, a horror character. Like, he's meant to be, like, this, like, end-all, like, supervillain. No offense, Damien. Um, but he's, like, he's meant to be, like, the guy who keeps hitting hard and you can't kill. And to have him be a face, like, are, are we really pretending that this is, like, Freddy versus Jason kind of matchup going on here? Is that what we're getting? Like, I just can't – I can't be with it because – like I said, you know, The Fiend is meant to be a horror character. He's meant to be like that killer that you can't stop. And for some reason, we're like, hey, you know what? Fans really like him. Let's just let's just make him a face. He'll turn Braun Strowman and possibly heal. I really hope that this is a story where they just like, they're just playing with it the whole time. And like Alexa Bliss is actually just like joining in and at the end. Like, you know, the right story gets written where Braun is like, I care about Alexa Bliss. But otherwise, I fucking hate it. Dude, I'm right with you, 100%. I, you can't make the fiend a face. It's he's 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 
getting up on the crowd now, but he, you have that dark side of him. Like you're not going to, he's not going to have shining lights. It's not, he's not a face. And I'm with Cliff when I say that hopefully something happens in the end where Alexa Bliss and Braun go off their little bit of ways being faces. But I also want to see maybe Alexa Bliss turn heel and uh, help the Fiend. But the Fiend cannot be a face. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't, I, I'm not buying into it though. I'm going to sit back and let to see how this plays. I'm not riding into the uh, dirt sheets or anything. I do think that maybe he will do something evil. I think it's more about Braun kind of showing he needs to do whatever it takes to beat the Fiend. So it's more about that as opposed to the Fiend actually being a face. That's the way I'm looking at it. I don't see why the Fiend can't be a face. I mean, if Undertaker and Kane can be faces, why can't the Fiend? The Undertaker didn't change up anything. He was still striking people with lightning, kidnapping, tombstoning, whoever he wanted to, choke slam. He still did all the evil things he did, but he was a baby face. So I don't see why the Fiend can't do the same thing. I don't have a problem with it. I'm a little iffy about it. Um, I think if WWE does right by the Fiend creatively, it could work. But given what happened in his first match at Hell in a Cell, WWE is kind of dropping the ball, in my opinion, in terms of, like, how to book him. I think it could work, but I would have to see how it plays out. Super villain. Uh, well, it's kind of like a toss-up because if the fans were there, they'd probably be – sharing for the scene anyway. So I don't know. I haven't been there. So kind of I'm kind of waiting to get the plays out. Uh, they're gonna drop the ball or not, we'll find out. But it bother me. Jeremy? I with the idols, if Undertaker and Kane can be faced, why can't Braun? I mean, why can't the Fiend? I mean, he's over. The fans love him. No matter if he's a horror gimmick or not, that's basically what the Undertaker was. So, I mean, you can't really tell anybody they can be faced or heel. He can be whatever he wants to be. And if creative works out, which it won't because the old man doesn't know what he's doing, go ahead. I don't care. Um, you know, it'll work out. But they'll drop the ball just like they did with every other good storyline, and we'll be back here talking shit on it next week. Well, <laughs> JJ. All right, this I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. Um, Braun brought up an excellent point that people that fight the fiend to they typically change. We've seen Rollins turn into a heel. We saw Daniel Bryan go back to being the yes man, um, and now we're seeing Braun go back to being the black sheep I guess sort of but the black sheep really didn't have a character but that's beyond the point so am I intrigued a little will they mess it up more than likely because like Jeremy said the old man doesn't know what he's doing he's so out of touch so am I excited yes but I'm not too excited because I already know uh, the old man's gonna ruin it like he always does yep okay so 
here's my take on this, and I kind of, I got to agree. I got to low-key agree with, <laughs> honestly, everybody, which is funny. Um, I see the point where, we, where we're making that, the fact that why can't The Fiend be a face? Because The Undertaker, Kane, you know, they were pretty much doing the same thing. They were technically horror characters, and now look at them. You know, they're, every time you see them, they, you know, get this huge pop when they show up. Now, I got to agree with JJ on the fact that uh, Braun had a point. Every person that The Fiend has encountered, they have somewhat changed. And we all talked about this when we talked about the horse show that was Extreme Rules. And when Braun got put into the lake, we were saying that, hey, Braun's got to to make a change somehow, some way, because that's what happens. So I'm honestly, I'm here for the story. I'm here to see where they go with this because I like the added element of having Alexa Bliss in there. So, and like you said, Cliff, maybe at the end of all this, we get another switch through and they go right back to, you know, the Fiend being a heel, Braun being a face. And it's just, I'm here for the story. I, I'm actually, for once, <laughs> intrigued by a storyline going on on WWE that isn't, you know, AJ Styles. So, I'm here for it. I'm actually, I don't have a problem with it. Um, was it hard to believe at first? Yeah. But when I looked at it and I actually thought about it, I'm like, this just makes sense to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I, I, I think, I think the, faint, uh, the Fiend being a face could work in the, just for this specific instance. Um, so, yeah, we're going to move on. Mm-mm. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, no, you got something else? Okay, uh-uh. let's go. Yeah, we're sitting talking about The Fiend. Like working as, and maybe he could work as a as a face because you did make a good point about Taker and Kane working out. But something else that was mentioned that every person that the Fiend has encountered with has changed. Well, Braun was already encountered with once last year, and he stayed the same character the whole time. Like if we don't remember, like he had that that run in with Rollins was there, and he ran in, he attacked Braun, and he took Braun down twice. So why didn't Braun change? Hmm. Period. He didn't go. He didn't go into the lake. That's why the lake was the symbolism. The Miz <laughs> never went into the lake. The Miz never got beaten a match by the Fiend, but he changed. Well, he also wasn't the subject. Remember, you know, Rollins was the person he was coming after because Rollins had the championship. He should have changed. I think um, you bring up a good point. He should have changed because he ultimately cost Braun his briefcase, if I'm not mistaken. So he should have changed. But one of the things I do look at. Um, with, you know, I understand Undertaker and Kane comparisons. The thing with Undertaker at the time, he was a, at the end of the day, the Undertaker and Paul Bear were um, a funeral director and, you know, whatever, and the Undertaker, literally. So you can make a face guy, a face a Undertaker because people die every day. So you can make that into a face. And then he made it cool to be a creature of the night. Kane, for the... Um, was somebody who was, and I'm not trying to be rude and disrespectful, they made you believe Kane was mentally delayed. You know, he kept, uh, obviously, attitude error, you could use the R word, you shouldn't, but they kept saying that. So Kane was somebody who was kind of being taken advantage of. You look at, he was being dragged around with Paul Bear. Paul Bear had him doing everything he wanted to do. Then all of a sudden, the Undertaker was able to lure him in and allow him to finally have that relationship, that brother-brother relationship until Vince McMahon put them against each other. So now Kane is kind of lost. And 
then, you know, Vince McMahon turned to corporate and then they turned on him when China turned his back on him. So then Xbox, because you sympathize because where they made Cain was he was somebody who couldn't think for himself. What makes it weird with The Fiend being a face is he's somebody who can think for himself. He's a leader and he's out to really, it seems like, destroy the WWE. But I do see that Bray Wyatt can be a face. And if there's anything um, you can make where Bray Wyatt is the baby face and The Fiend is the heel, and then you tease a Bray Wyatt versus Fiend match. I can agree with that. But I just yes. don't think that, like, to be real, though, I just don't think that Fiend, the Fiend is not a character that you should make face. Like, I he, agree. As much I as agree. he gets over with the crowd, right, he should always be a heel. Like, it just should be one of those things. Like, even if you look at it realistically, like, Taker and mm-hmm. Kane, they were they were always heels. Like, even as much as we loved them, and they were, oh, like, yeah, quote-unquote baby I agree, babies, Cliff. The they Undertaker were was kidnapping niggas. They but were. You, <laughs> you also had... Let's <laughs> not forget. Let's not forget that Undertaker... Sacrificing them. Undertaker almost crucified Stephanie McMahon. And we were like, yo, he's the best person ever. Like, he was a heel. <laughs> we just liked him. We tolerated him. Like, that's... But- well, he was a tweener at that point in time when you really think about it, the Ministry of Darkness, because like you said, he came out and sacrificed um, Viscera. Well, he was, um, you know, he made him Viscera at the Royal Rumble. And then, right. you know, but you could go back to, you had such strong baby faces in Stone Cold, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was white hot. Then you also had The Rock becoming a baby face later. Those guys were so dynamic. Mick Foley, before The Rock turned face, Mick Foley was a strong baby face. You don't have that in Braun Strowman. So because of that, you know, I think, and then you don't, you surely, as much as people love Roman Reigns, because he was forced down our throat so early, Roman wouldn't be a strong baby face. I think AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan could be those strong baby faces. And obviously John Cena, who could make sure that you could keep the fiend heel. Even if people are cheering him, you can still keep him heel. Because like you said, that's what was going on with The Undertaker. He had his cult-like following. So maybe if we look at it, it's not necessarily we should look at it more as less that hey the WWE has a you know a baby face problem they don't have strong baby faces so I can I can agree with, I, I I can blame Bruce Pritchard he's terrible at his job <laughs> go back to podcasting Bruce Pritchard wow I'm, I'm still saying that you're gonna you gotta blame Vince McMahon because everything still goes through him. Well, that's the problem, though, because Bruce won't stand up to Vince. And I'm not, so I'm not one to always say Vince McMahon is out of touch. I do think creatively sometimes, but from the business side of professional wrestling, he's always ahead. But he do need to relinquish some things. However, we have to remember, Stone Cold Steve Austin screwed Vince McMahon. Let's call it for what it is. Because Stone Cold screwed him, he's always reluctant to put all his eggs in one basket. Even when you look at with John Cena, Cena loved the company so much, so he wouldn't do it. But Cena was trying to get some people over. Yes. And it's crazy to see, like, even someone now like Daniel Bryan, who wants to work with people like Drew Gulak, you know, uh, the crowd The crowd is actually chant for people like Ricochet and, like, you know, Mustafa Ali. And we're not even getting those pushes. Like, we get them for, like, three weeks, and they fade out because Vince McMahon gets bored with them. And we can't make good, strong baby faces. We just keep, like, tossing those guys to the side. Like, the crowd gets behind them, they cheer them, and then we just like, ah, oh, it's cool. We're I think Mustafa Ali's a better baby face than Ricochet. I'm just saying. Oh, absolutely. I can agree with that. I can take. Yep. That's because Ricochet doesn't have a character. Like bingo. Austin, 
flip. Dull as a doorknob. Exactly. The only thing he can do is flip and not die. That's it. The That's end. But it's entertaining. That's true. He is entertaining. That doesn't sell the advertising. Think about it. He doesn't have a character. Everyone can flip. Put him in the ring and give him a mic, and I bet you the crowd will go silent. He can't talk. Cliff cannot flip. He can't even do three quarter rolls. Yo, I'm that up. I love you, Cliff. <laughs> you ain't have to put Cliff out there like that, Anthony. God, Dad. yeah, no kidding. I mean, like, we talked about it all last week, man. Okay, they can go. They can go back to a previous episode and find out how I got injured and I had, I couldn't make my debut. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Jesus. How, did how did you get? How did you get injured? I'm gonna use that as a segue to move on to the next one. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> <laughs> um. So back to uh, talking about SmackDown this past week. So uh, for those that didn't uh, catch it, but SmackDown was not PG uh, this week as far as the ratings concerned. SmackDown had a a TV 14 rating, which is the first time in God knows how long. So um, is this a sign of relief? So, like, you know, SmackDown, Raw, pretty much everything that's not NXT. Um, ratings have been declining pretty much since the pandemic, since they've, you know, gone into, uh, to the performance center. You know, actually, honestly, I think ratings were declining even before then. But let's, so TV 14 now is a thing in SmackDown. So is this a side relief? Is this, you know, the company moving into a new direction? What do you really think about TV 14? Will this save... Raw and SmackDown. Uh, go ahead, Cliff. That's what I think. It was so hardcore when <laughs> Retribution came out and did, like, their bad thing. Ooh. It was so <laughs> hardcore that, you know, Braun Strowman threw Alexa Bliss. Ooh, that's what made this TV-14. Oh, yeah. It was so hard. It was still a PG disguised as a TV-14, so I don't give two fucks. It is what it is. Let's just keep it 100. When uh, next week, maybe they might drop an S-bomb. Ooh, and then we'll just be all excited about what what they're doing. I don't know, man. Like, there's got to be a little bit more stuff. There's got to be more substance to to what they're trying to push out, other than the fact they're saying, hey, guys, check it out. We're TV 14 now, even though we didn't do a single thing that would have been deemed controversial for the show. So, meh. Move that shit along. Okay. I'm with Cliff. I uh, and like, there's no blood. There's no. There's no middle fingers going on in uh, there. There's no cuss words. It's 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 garbage. Sorry, I don't know, rated G. Um, I just. I wouldn't go that far. I just rated G. I, Wait a I, minute. I, this isn't trolls. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Right now, like <laughs> I, I just. I'm over it. I just. I saw that earlier, and I'm just over it because bring back blood. Then bring back the what, what we had an attitude era at that at that point. If, is that what you're going to do, or are you going <clears> to <throat> flush this on, down the toilet and it's not going to do nothing? Brian, well, so if I could flex real quick using my television production degree, um, you have to understand <laughs> that. <laughs> When you're talking uh, ratings, it's a thin line. So because you had the segment with Alexa Bliss and Braun, you have to throw that PG rating on there because, you know, you do have that physical interaction with a man and a woman. 
that's the reason why um, you didn't see it too much, even with Randy Orton and Nyla, um, I'm going to say Nyla Rose, um, Nia Jax, it happened at the Royal Rumble. And I do think when I look back at it, I don't know if it's necessarily a sigh. Maybe it is a sigh of relief. I personally think SmackDown has been the best show for the past couple of weeks. And I think that with everything going on, you could have those TV 14 things. People would love to see, you know, 14-year-old males would love to see Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville kind of mix it up a little bit more, if you know what I mean. And I'm trying to say it in a respectful way. Uh, you know, obviously with, you know, the women. But I think you will start to see some things a little bit more edgy. But when it comes to this retribution stuff, um, it's really annoying. And personally, I saw something online and I thought about it. Maybe this is the only thing that I would like, and I'm not a, the biggest fan of this guy. Don't hate him, um, but I'm just not one of his cult following. Uh, is if that CM Punk is behind the whole thing, then I would be happy. But other than that, I'm just like, eh. But other than that, I don't think it's a. I, I, it may be. I think at the end of the day, with a TV 14 rating, you do have to have somebody who can pull it off. And when I look at the SmackDown roster right now, I do think you have people such as The Fiend, such as a, um, an aggressive Braun Strowman. I think AJ Styles can't do anything wrong. Same with Daniel Bryan. I think they're the two best. So I do think you have those people. And then obviously there's The Miz and Morrison. And then I want to see how far Big E is going to go. So I think it'll be cool to see moving forward. If CM okay. Punk actually is in control of Retribution, that'd probably be the only reason as well. I will like Retribution. <laughs> Other than that, they can go, you know, Retribute out of, you know, the performance. You're going to be mad go with ahead, this horse Yo. What the hell there, man? Oh, God. <laughs> Real mad. Uh, well, all right. So, TV 14 now compared to TV 14 back then is different because everybody's so fucking sensitive. So you shouldn't expect too much, period. Um, I agree with the interaction between Braun and Alexa. That made sense why they did it. It's just because everybody's so fucking goddamn sensitive and all up in their fucking twats about everything. So, yeah. All right. The idols? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I don't care about the rating of the show. I didn't even notice that it said TV 14. And then once I saw, I was like, okay. I don't like, I don't care. Like the the rating of the show doesn't dictate how good the show is going to be. It's not because it's TV 14. Suddenly it's going to be like, oh my God, this is great. Like, no, you could have a great PG show. You can have a great TV 14 show. You can have a terrible PG show. You can have a terrible TV 14 show. The rating doesn't matter. That just determines how much edge you can put on your show. Uh, that That's it. I don't, yeah. Um, I have to agree, but my thing is, if they're going to change the rating, can they give us, like, some edge of your product? Like, I understand they can't do the exact same things they did in the 90s because, you know, of course, people are more sensitive and more aware in terms of, like, what they're watching on TV. But uh, if y'all go change the ratings, like, can we bring back something from the Attitude Era that makes it, like, entertaining and still worth watching and not the same old, oh, we're going to give you a little sprinkle of something here, a little sprinkle there. Like, at least make it entertaining to watch if you're going to change the rating. 
Yeah, like they're they're a little blood back. Yeah, like, like, like you know, some color. Like give us a little something. You know, stop teasing it and just do it. People bleeding all over. People the are not more aware of what they're watching. They're more of like a bunch of bitches. Let's call it what it is. Anyway, Jeremy, <laughs> your turn. I mean, I think they're bringing back something from the '90s. Either Mandy Rose or Sonya. Um, there's only three things that you should watch on uh, SmackDown. That's AJ Styles, Biggie, and The Miz. Other than that, I care less about a rating. It's still garbage. Um, the old man doesn't know what he's doing, still to my point. Um, Bruce Pritchard's just a yes man, so he's going to say yes to whatever. Um, yeah, SmackDown sucks. So does Raw. Raw Underground sucks, too, while we're shooting. <laughs> the most entertaining thing about Raw Underground was basically watching Shayna Baszler do what she used to do in MMA. That was it. Precisely. Hey, Morgan wants to see the ladies back. I know she does. Liv Morgan wants the strippers to come back. She liked that. I bet she did, her nasty self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love it too. She did like the strippers. <laughs> she, can, hey, she can be part of it too. They were dancers. Dancers, strippers, entertainers, whatever you want to call them, they were still taking clothes off. Look like a damn ludicrous music video. I think somebody (laughs) said put put men in speedos up there. (laughs) So fellas, y'all can um y'all can audition. Yeah, you know. No, ain't nobody want to see a fat man do that. Hey, you know what? (laughs) Hey, no, no, no. Hey, first of all, if Otis was that person, I'm I'm going to watch. I don't give a shit. I gotta have that. I, I gotta have that confidence. <laughs> Yo, Otis, Otis is that dude. Could you imagine? No, like seriously, like imagine, like genuine, like playing a background. You have Otis, like. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's Mandy Rose. Yo. Uh, he, he said they don't have Mandy Rose right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna work themselves into a shoot. I'm all it's for Julia. it. All right, go it. ahead. I, I would watch it. All right, I ain't what you got for me? That. You said what? I said what you got for me? What's your what's your take on the uh, TV14 rating on SmackDown? Tick tock. Tick tock. Vince. Is losing his mind. <laughs> okay, he's losing. You keep it. saying that he lost his mind in like 1989. It hasn't been there since then. Just I, this is my point. Mine. Okay. Oh, simple. Spicy. Simple. All right. So the ratings are going down the toilet, <laughs> as we all know. Flushed. Flushed away like they should be going because of how terrible the product has been. As Ido said, ratings won't change really the quality. All this all does just change the edginess and how much you can get away with being edgy. Vince sees that his product is going down the drain. And you know it's coming up very soon. Dear God, help Vince McMahon when Monday Night Football comes back. Dear God. Help him. What? Help him. It's going to get way worse. And apparently there's been uh, talks that, you know, the NFL might uh, push games to Friday. Oh, dear God, help him even more. This is only going to get worse and worse and worse. It's not going to change anything at all. Because the ratings are still going to become trash and still be trash 
as long as Vincent Kennedy McMahon is still running the show and Bruce Pitchard is sitting there saying, yes, Poppy. <laughs> yes. You're saying Poppy, though? Are you out here, like, quote Nettie Guerrero? Is that what you're doing now? Jeez. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> I think ultimately here's like my problem, right? Is that even if we get like all the hardcore stuff, not hardcore stuff, but like rougher stuff to come back, you have this whole, this whole idea that retribution is going to like flicker the lights. Like anytime something like dramatic happens, dramatic happens. Like let's look back at raw, right? Randy Orton went to go punt uh, Ric Flair. And instead of like, going him like garbage him, they just turn the lights off and they turn back on. And then there's Ric Flair laying on the ground. And Randy's like, oh, I did it. Like, did you, though? It's kind of like Bliss's thing, too. Like, the light go out. And also you saw Bliss, like, get thrown. Did she really get thrown? I don't know. Lights turn out. I didn't really pay attention sucks. anymore. And then, like, he teleported back to the screen. Like, and he was just, I don't know. I just felt like you could do more. And I, I can't agree with Anthony saying that we need more blood. I like only color should only be asked for when it's necessary. Not like mm-hmm. every show needs to have blood. Cause then eventually we're all going to be like, well, Matt Hardy did it twice or AEW did it twice on their show. And we saw what happened the first time. Let's be real. Like it, like the thing that happened with Matt Hardy total was a total botch. It, it is what it is. But I was like, it's Sammy Garano's a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm, I can't, yeah, you know what? I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna voice my opinion on that just yet. Ooh. But I'm just gonna say that it it just it took away from the effect, right? Because we saw there was color earlier, and then also we saw Matt, and we we're kind of like, well, Matt's bleeding the hard way. We're not really into that. So only when it's like really called for, it should be necessary. But I think I want to see like edgier edgier moves, like edgier like storylines. But Vince has to like sell. You have to sell the story to Vince to get those edgier storylines, and unfortunately. Bruce Pritchard is always that guy that's like, hey, let's push the safe story to Vince instead of the one that really could work and get the crowd behind us. So, unfortunately, that's the way. I don't know, Cliff. Cliff, I'm going to disagree with you because seeing that sack of potatoes take that chair shot the hard way from Sean Spears made me very happy. (laughs) So, I mean, it is what it is. So, I guess, I guess, so here's the thing. So the TV 14 rating, I got to agree. It doesn't really matter whether or not if you have a TV 14 rating or if you have a PG rating. It doesn't matter how good the show is going to be, point blank. Because we've seen Raw, we've seen SmackDown have completely amazing shows under the TV, um, the PG rating. So having the rating change doesn't make it, you know, whether or not determine whether it's a good or a bad show. Now... If we're going to use TV 14 as, you know, going forward, let's, you know, I agree we should probably sprinkle some things on it. Because, like, we know we can't get, you know, blood every week. We know we're not going to get a lot of things from the Attitude Era, like brawn panties matches and bikini contests. That's not the company WWE is right now. They have too many sponsors and too many advertisers, you know, to throw that all away just so we can see some tits and ass. Like let's 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 really look at this from a business standpoint. TV fourteen and, the, and like, can we get some edgier stuff? Yes, by all means, yes. Let's get some some edgier things like 
For example, the bra and throwing Alexa, the man and woman interaction. Let's get that. Cool. But if we're looking at the TV, if we're thinking that this TV 14 rating is going to be, yes, the resurgence of the Attitude Era, then by all means, you need to just watch AEW and call it a day. Because that's not what this is. I can tell you that now. And that's not what we're going to get. We're not going to get blood and guts. We're not going to get, you know, brawn panties matches. We're not getting the Attitude Era again. The Attitude Era is over. All right? <laughs> I, I think and I, a lot of, I, you know, internet wrestling community people really want this Attitude Era back just because it was so out there. It was very successful. Yes, it was very successful for that time. And that was then. This is now. WWE has too many sponsors. Too many. Fox, first of all, is not gonna let that happen on their show. Let's keep it. A, let's keep it a buck fifty. Fox, Fox had a show called it. The X Files where we watch people get probed. Let's not play. But okay, but still, Fox WWE has go that far, But they still have it. other sponsors though. Fox has a show called Family Guy. Now I don't know if you know this not. Oh, like a product that yeah. like openly disrespects people. Clear. Yeah. To be fair. Family God disrespects Jesus. Shut up. This is not your point, JJ. Sit down. <laughs> I thought Family Guy was on TBS oh, or something sure. like that. No. But I mean, I'm uh, just saying, like, if you look back at the history of, like, what Fox has put on air, like, low-key, a little, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying a, a live sex celebration. A little skit or a little thing is not, as long as, like, other people are cool with it, it's not going to hurt. WWE. It's not going to hurt Fox. Let's be real, okay? Fox- well, yeah, it's not going to hurt Fox, but I'm looking, uh, we're looking at the bigger picture. I, you know, if we go specifically at Fox, no. But look at their other, though, all, all the other sponsors they have. You think they're going to let, do you think, you know, they're going to allow a show like that, you know, allow tits and ass on their show? You think Snickers is really, really going to pull, they're going to pull their brand from WWE? Like, you think, you think Snickers will be like, like hey, you know what, like, uh, you guys, you guys had a bikini contest. We're going to take this off. Like, and I'm not advocating no, for that. That's, I'm just, like, that's not something I think should be a thing, honestly, because that was, like you said, back in the 90s. I'm just saying, like, if, 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 like, two women get into a fight, right, at, on SmackDown, and one of them gets their shirt torn, right, you think, you think Snickers, uh, Mars is going to be like, we need to pull all of our Snickers ads from there? No, because what you don't, you don't know that, the light. They might. So why risk it? Right, exactly. I mean, they might. Like, they, they, they also probably don't know that they won't. So why risk it? But see, it's also yeah. I remember too, like back in the attitude era, Vince started dialing down in uh, ninety nine two thousand because he was going public, and quite frankly, the product was so good because everybody had a story, and that's what it all like. When you go back, I've been watching. Um, oh, I always watch SummerSlams during this time of year. And I was, I'm going to go back and watch SummerSlam 98. But before I went there, I was like, I got to watch these Monday Night Raws because the Raws leading up to SummerSlam were great. All, first of all, the card was already booked by the end of Fully Loaded, pretty much the full card. And what it is, is they were, yeah, they were edgy, but everybody had a story. So even when you went into 99, 2000, 2001, when was Vince Russo was gone, by everybody having a story that you were uh, attached to, it was something for everybody. That's the thing that's missing. There's not something for everybody to make everybody want to watch wrestling, to make that 14, I mean, that uh, male 18 to 35 demographic want to watch wrestling. And when everybody doesn't have a story, it's harder because you can't go back to the cheap stuff 
because when you have to uh, talk to stockholders and people who are invested in the company, it's a different ball game as opposed to back then. He didn't have to address those people. So sponsors were there, but you know, cause I was Snickers sponsored Russell. I mean, um, Eminem sponsored WrestleMania, uh, 15, you know, uh, Snickers sponsored Halloween Havoc. The one that went out, the lights went out with, I mean, the pay-per-view went out with Goldberg and DDP. The sponsors are going to be there, but when you got stockholders, it's a whole different ball game. I can agree to that. Right. Which is why, which is why I, I, I say that I don't think, you know, the TV 14 rating is the be all end all that it's, you know, it's the magic bullet that's going to fix the shows. I don't like it's, you know, yay, we get a little edgier product, you know, especially for all of us. We're over the age of, you know, of, of 18. So, or well, one of us is 18, but we're all 18 and over. So of course we like some edgier product. We don't like, you know, the cookie cutter Disney, you know, happy go lucky sing along bull crap, but TV 14, Cool, yay, but I don't think it's not the magic bullet. It's not going to fix the show. Like AEW's, yeah, AEW's over fourteen, and they, uh, you know, TV fourteen, and they don't have a million viewers on a uh, consistent exactly. basis. Exactly, and that's what I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was AEW has TV fourteen every week, and we still talk, you know, how you know sometimes their show is cracked. So sometimes. Eh. So so what you say? So what you're saying is is this TV fourteen thing that WWE is trying to do? They're just trying to pull in viewers because it's boring yeah i mean yes you see what we're talking about it right <laughs> yeah it's boring like, it's not gonna change well that exactly i think i honestly do believe though like brian said because the tv fortune you have to put it out there but i feel like you know the thing is this people you know the iwc is going to look at it like oh it's tv 14 that'll create buzz and maybe they'll okay People will watch Monday Night Raw the week before SummerSlam. People will watch SmackDown before, you know, the week before, you know, uh, SummerSlam. Just to create the buzz. Is this TV 14 rating going to stay? Absolutely not. I don't believe so. I don't believe that at one bit. I honestly believe SmackDown and Raw next week will be PG again. And my problem, though, is that with WWE, they think they think now, like, TV, TV 14 is going to draw interest, right? And it may draw, like, some eyes to the product. But like Brian said, man, like, when you watched the shows leading up to the pay-per-views, you were invested in the characters. And the problem that's... with WWE is that WWE says no person is bigger than the brand, when that's not true. Like, when you see people like The Rock and Austin and Taker and Kane, like, we talk about those guys. They're all larger than what WWE was, right? We talk about – there's all these future stars that are coming along, like, you know, and – I know we've talked about this, but, like, Becky, we've seen it with Charlotte. Like, they're getting bigger. And, like, if you push those people to the, to the max, you're going to see people get back into the, into the company because you're getting storylines written for all of the characters on your show. We, we love TV shows because we invest in characters. We love the right. characters on the show. We don't care about them. Like, let's be real, how to get away with murder, right? We all love Viola Davis. We loved Annalise, like, her character. We got drawn to her. And then we found other characters that we like. You can use it for anything. You can Power Rangers, right? Like, we all had a favorite Power Ranger because we were interested in those characters. Like, and that's the problem with, like, what Vince is looking at. Is he's like, well, no one's bigger than WWE. They'll cheer for who I want them to cheer for when we all have a different person that we like to cheer for. So we want to see those guys get their stories. So before we move on, I just had this one question I want to ask everybody here because I saw this uh, action not, not too long ago, probably a couple hours ago, um, about – 
WWE not having, you know, those talents, you know, like you said, Cliff, that are, you know, bigger than WWE. The last big name we, you know, was John Cena. Do we see anybody um, in WWE right now that can get to that big name that like a John Cena, an Austin or Rock right now in the company? Uh, and if there is, tell me who. So go ahead, Cliff. Uh, well, I mean, okay, so can I include Randy Orton in this? Or do we include, want... yes, include, yes, yes, yes. He's still there, so he ain't, he ain't leave yet. <laughs> I mean, when Orton's motivated, Orton puts down, like, his best work, um, and he has, like, great stories that he can, like, get drawn to. Otherwise, he just kind of phones a lot of stuff in. So I think I, I would say Orton would be one of those dudes that you could plow a hitch to, but if I wanted to say a future person – we kind of said it earlier before we would jump on the show. Brian, I'm sorry I'm going to take this one from you. But Mustafa Ali is that dude. All right, Anthony? Um, maybe AJ Styles. I mean, he's still selling. He's still doing everything that he did back before he got into WWE. Like, yes, he's old as fuck. But I would say that AJ Styles would be that guy that might be able to make it bigger. Brian? So, you know, it, it got me thinking about um, when he, especially when um, he brought up uh, movie stars and he brought Viola Davis. We watched that because she was a part of it. And right now, the only person that I really see having that appeal where you're going to watch them on no matter what brand they are, what television show they are on is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has that it factor. And like I said, us as wrestling fans, May uh, we got sick of him sooner, but when we really think about like the past <clears throat> few years, Roman put on some of his best work. God forbid the time he had to go through, um, uh, you know, when he was uh, dealing with leukemia. But one thing is, and uh, you know, shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Idol on the show. Um, when they both go to wrestling shows, they have both fans, but I know, like, if I take my wife to a wrestling show. She's just going because I say, hey, let's go. The person she's going to fall in love with, she see Roman Reigns. Whoa, whoa, who's that? You know, and it just made me remember somebody else she used to like when he was on the indie, who I do think can be this guy who can be the next biggest thing in professional wrestling, and that is Adam Cole Bay Bay. If he just keep himself in uh, focus and he does it like you brought up Randy Orton. Randy Orton is the guy. Randy Orton could have been the greatest superstar of all time had he had John Cena's work ethic because he's better than Cena in everything. Let's be real. He just didn't have the work ethic. So I think that Adam Cole, if he has a Cena approach instead of a Randy Orton approach, Adam Cole is the guy. I got to agree with you. I'm, I'm just going to put my suit in out there because Brian did mention Roman Reigns. And I, talk, I told uh, Idol this. I think I told – actually, I was, I was on the phone with Idol and Cliff. I think Damon, I think Damon was on the phone too. I stalked everybody so much. But <laughs> I had said that Roman Reigns, I, I had said I had missed Roman Reigns. And I was like, I'll probably never say it again, but I, uh, I said it again. But I missed Roman Reigns. And I think it's the true definition of absence makes the heart grow fonder. Because with him being gone now, I think when he comes back and then when everything, you know, comes back to whatever the new normal is and we have fans in, I promise you Roman Reigns will be probably the biggest star than he even thought he could be. And did, did you miss him when – now? because you sound like you missed him. I'm pretty sure you missed him when he had leukemia too, if I'm not I did, mistaken. yes, and I, and I mentioned that as well. And I told Justin that as well. I said, bro, I said, Roman being gone is weird. Like, it's just weird. 
because we've got so accustomed to Roman now. And yeah, he was shoved down our throats and we were all anti-Roman, anti-machine. But Roman Reigns is not bad. And I, yeah. I want to... Roman Reigns is not bad. Roman Reigns is, you know, when he's not being force-fed lines, he's, not, he's pretty good on the mic. Roman Reigns actually can put on solid matches. We've seen him put on good matches before. So let's not say Roman Reigns sucks. It's just that we don't like the fact that he was, you know, shoved down our throats. Rocky Roman, Roman can Roman can do it. Roman can be that next star. But I just want to mention that just because, you know, Brian had mentioned Roman. But uh, who's next? Uh, Idols. Which one I want to have, whichever one of y'all want to go first. So as a person, if I was not a wrestling fan, in terms of, like, who has the best look, like Brian mentioned about his wife, if I wasn't a fan and I was going to a show, I would also immediately gravitate, gravitate towards Roman Reigns because he's fine as hell. Also, Mustafa Tuto. But... <laughs> Um, I think in terms of like next big star, I the problem is, and I hate to say it, unless it's someone that Vince thinks could be their next big moneymaker, he's not going to push him, which sucks, because then you have people who are incredibly talented on the roster that never get their face shake. Like case in point, it shouldn't have taken Kofi 11 years before he finally got a championship shot. And it also shouldn't have taken literally Twitter and everyone being behind him for him to be like, oh, yeah, like, let's give this guy some attention now. But um, in terms of biggest stars, it could definitely either be Roman or Adam. Or also, I think Roderick Strong could do it, too, because Roddy worked hard. All right, Chris? Yeah, there's only three. Uh, Randy, Drew, and Roman. I agree with you. I agree with I look at like, okay, yes, it's important that you're really good, a really good wrestler. But I, when it comes to a mega star, you got to look beyond it. Like, okay, who's going to be on Good Morning America right. and represent the company well? Not as well-spoken. They look great. They look like somebody, somebody important. And other than those three, I can't really picture anybody. That if you see them walk in a room, you look and go, oh, mm, who's that guy? The airport, airport test. Yeah, exactly, the airport test. So that's number one, the airport test. You look at him like, oh, okay. I don't know what he does, but he looks like he's somebody. Yeah, that's number one. Number two, they got to be well-spoken. Like I said, you throw them on Good Morning America. They're going to be an excellent representative of your brand, your company. That's the important thing. Number three, of course, they deliver in terms of wrestling. Uh, for me, those three right now fit that category. I think a majority of people in the WWE, personality-wise, are bland would be putting it nicely <laughs> in terms of personality. Well, then to piggyback off your point, then also if that's the case, an argument could be made that some of the females in the women's division could also do that too. Like yeah. Charlotte, for sure, I think could. Becky, before, um, before she left because she's pregnant, could definitely do it. So I think there's more potential on the female side than the male side. Bianca, I, females, I mean, females have I personality. If we want to take it there, then yes. I have to yeah. agree with that. That yes, Charlotte and Becky are possibly two as well. If we want to go, if, if we do want to do that, then yeah, I can agree with the fact on the sentiment that Charlotte and Becky can be those megastars as well. Because everyone knows who Becky Lynch is almost now at this point in juncture. The whole the whole the man gimmick 
was took her took whoo, to the over the moon, moon. <laughs> to the moon. My sister who hadn't, who hadn't watched wrestling in years knows who Becky Lynch is. She saw her on a magazine on I think it was I think it was on ESPN magazine or the Sports Illustrated. She said, "Oh, that's Becky Lynch." So I do believe that with Becky and Charlotte, yeah, I agree with that. Nah, I, I I'm I'm with Q because Q and I are like low key on the same page. Like Becky's already Becky's already there. Like she's above what what it is. Sasha is like is the next marketable person. Like after that. Charlotte is a flair and she's got, she's got great work ethic and she, but when you talk about someone who can be like in the next TV show and could carry the show, you have to look at Sasha Banks. Sasha's been carrying this, carrying this stupid company for the past months. Gosh, I wish someone would carry you away. (laughs) You know what? You know what? I'll be gone anyway. Good. Take Lawrence Taylor and his shitty career with you. <laughs> wow. And Sasha Banks. Jeremy, what you got for me? All right, first, I, I'm going to need to know what Lawrence Taylor ever did to my mans. Second, JJ, I love your glasses. Um, I, I don't know if Becky is that person anymore. She apologized after she was supposed to be the man. You can get your title match if you apologize. Well, I'm so sorry. I mean, that kind of ruined that for me. Um, bigger than the brand. Well, we've been talking about how Vince won't let anybody be bigger than the brand, so I feel like the question is, like, useless. But if I had to choose, it would be Randy, Drew, and AJ Styles. And then Damien? I'm going to have to go with Chris Seidel on his three picks. I feel like the same exact way. There's no reason to change it. Gotcha. All righty, then. Just awesome. for question, awesome. though, are we saying Drew Gulak? Because I feel like that's who we're talking about. Magnus. <laughs> I just want like, There's more than one Drew. Let's be it's real. It's the bigger one. The big Scottish one. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, I got you. I got you. That one. <laughs> All right. So, moving on down the line. So, um, this is a Super Slam. Uh, the Super Slam. I can't even talk, guys. The Summer Slam <laughs> Super Pod. And so, with that, well, every time we, we always do this. So, what is the best Summer Slam match of all time? <laughs> so, what is a Summer Slam? <laughs> I'm I, listen. I'm off the wall today. We we are lit here on the Super Pod. I'm excited. So yeah. Best SummerSlam match of all time. I know there's a lot, but I got mines here. I got a tie for two. It's two. It's a tie. So, with that being said, here's my two. Okay? I have Shawn Michaels versus uh, Triple H in their uh, unsanctioned street fight from 02. That's literally one of my favorite matches. Um, I, everyone knows I, I'm a, the biggest Shawn Michaels mark. That's my favorite wrestler of all time. Brett like <laughs> anyway, but you'll like this though. But here's, here's the thing, Brian. My first though, my my not my first, but my tie for that match is Bret Hart and the British Bulldog at '92 for the uh, IC title. So I, I let the, I let the Bret is better uh, comment slide for this one, just because <laughs> Bret's in my uh, he's tied with Sean. So I'll let that one slide. But yeah, those are my two. 
Um, just because, I mean, Brett, like you said, you can't go wrong with Brett and the British Bulldog. You can't. You put those two any type of way, any match, they make magic. You know, those mm-hmm. are the, probably the two best workers um, we've seen in WWE. Sean and, and Triple H, uh, as a kid growing up, when I first started watching wrestling, and I, that was like, oh, five, I want to say. Sean just gravitated to me. I love Sean. Too, and then, <laughs> but um, I, I just love, I just love Sean Michaels. Um, I love Triple H. I love DX. So that those are my those are my two top matches of all time. So Cliff, what you got? Um, I I was going back and forth on this as well. Um, I think for me, like I'll I'll tell you the one that isn't gonna get picked, right? Um, I'm gonna take the year before with Brett um, and Mr. Perfect. Um, I love that okay. match. Uh, but the match I ultimately went with, though, um, it was a giant spot fest. I know a lot of people are going to be like, whatever. But Edge and Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudley Boys, uh, TLC, TLC, was on fire. All right, Anthony, what you got? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I like the 92 Bret Hart versus British Bulldog. But I'm going to go two years afterwards, and it was Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. That match was phenomenal uh very technical um owen hart just beat brett at wrestlemania 10 i think um that was probably my favorite match just watching those two go at it that was in the steel cage right yes okay. should have been the main event yes agreed all right what you got brian well you know i don't want to use i don't want to duplicate answers because obviously you know Brett and Bulldog was great. And then my man went with Brett and Perfect, which is another one I would have chose. And then he went with Brett and Owen. And I don't want to choose Brett and Undertaker because <laughs> that would be so biased. So I'm actually going to come more recent. Um, and a match that I loved, and it was ruined at the very end. But if we just look at the exact match itself, <laughs> is Daniel Bryan versus uh, John Cena. Yep. Uh, an incredible match from start to finish. Triple H being a mark for himself, had no business being a referee. If you remember even the buildups when Daniel Bryan and John Cena would go at it and they would, you know, have their verbal words, Triple H would be sitting in the back and I could just imagine him saying, hey, Steph, I got to get a piece of that and running out there, getting involved. And then Randy Orton cashes in. It annoyed me, but... If you take away those moments, that match was incredible. So that's one of my uh, favorite SummerSlam matches of all time. I gotta agree with you on that one. I remember, I remember that, I remember that night watching that and being so annoyed <laughs> that Orton had cashed in. I remember, I remember, I remember mm-hmm. where I was in my living room. I re- oh, so we was at loafers memories back, back when you could go to <laughs> loafers and watch out in Catonsville. And it was a bunch of us out there and some, you know, some wrestlers and, you know, and I remember just being so upset and my uncle and few of my friends are sitting there with me and they trying to explain, it's okay. It made sense. It made sense. I was like, I didn't want to hear it. It didn't make no sense at all to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. Idols. What you got? Okay. I'm going to disappoint you guys. I don't have a favorite SummerSlam match. I actually actually do not have a favorite SummerSlam match. That's crazy. I don't believe you. Why? I don't. I I wouldn't, when I saw the topic and I was trying to think of like all the matches I really liked, I don't have a definitive favorite SummerSlam match. Is it because you have multiple? 
Uh, yeah, top yeah. Three. I couldn't, like, I, I could get it to, like, a top ten, but I couldn't definitively number it and say, I like this one more than all of them. Like, of course, I, like I liked one. all the ones that you guys said, uh, okay. Bulldog and, and, and Brett. Uh, I liked Brett and Owen. Um, Cena and Daniel Bryan, modern-day choice. Uh, Punk and Lesnar from that same SummerSlam, really good. Uh, you can't go wrong with the first TLC. Uh, Triple H and Sean, you can't beat that. Uh, Lesnar and Kurt Angle in 03. I mean, it was just, it's too many. <laughs> I couldn't definitively say Respect. I like this one more than the others. <laughs> All right, what you got, uh, Mrs. Idol? Um, I don't really have a favorite either. One. I gotta pick one. One. Oh, that's one so match. hard. Like one that left an impression on you. Oh, um, that's tough. Well, hmm, I don't know. Um, Jesus, this is bad. I'm stumbling over my words. It's okay. You're being put on the spot. No I pressure. really am. I really am. <laughs> you are so supportive, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't. I don't really have a favorite either because there are so many. And then for me, also for the longest time, like SummerSlam was my least favorite pay per view. Yeah. So I I never really had a favorite match. Now, if I had to limit it, probably would have to be Bulldog and Brett. Even though I hated the fact, like I was watching it yesterday, I hated that they kept panning to Diana and she would be doing all these weird facial expressions. Because I'm like, y'all can at least get her looking decent. Like, she looks so confused. Like, hi, they want me to be a part of this story, so I'm here, but I don't know what to do. And then other than that, um, I hated the build to it personally, but Finn versus Seth as well for the Universal Championship. But But me personally, I hated the fact that they introduced the demon so early, but that's a whole different story for a different day. But that's that's Uh my personal what do you got, Q? <laughs> Simple. This is an easy answer. It goes down to two matches. We have Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar, 2016. Or my number one favorite SummerSlam match, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan, 2005, baby. I knew you were going to say that. Like, there are wow. so many. Like, you can't pick just one. Dude, you should not drink coffee. Stop drinking coffee. Remember, Hogan's the only person to beat everybody in the clip. Someone get that boy Jesus. Did you forget to take your Ritalin? He might have. What is wrong with him? He's standing on the chair. Anyway, I'm over here. Jeremy. Favorite SummerSlam match? <laughs> You're on mute, Jeremy. Unmute yourself. We can't hear you, Showtime. <laughs> Speak up. All right, my bad, my bad. I'm muted myself, okay? I, I couldn't deal with the brother, 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 brother you know, over there, so. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I've always been a huge Brock Lesnar fan. Uh, so, 02 and 03, Lesnar versus The Rock. And then Kurt Angle and Lesnar never disappointed, no matter when they wrestled, whether it was a, a house show or main event in WrestleMania, whatever it was, always um, always hit the mark for me. So, 
All right, old man, Damien, what you got for me? Favorite SummerSlam match of all time? Ooh. You got something to roll with? You want to roll one of mine? Or you got something? I don't know. Oh, god damn it. Your hand's in the way, old man. Ah, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. God, that is hard. Oh. I don't I don't think I really have a favorite SummerSlam match. I'm not a big SummerSlam slam fan either, so at least I know I'm not alone. Um it is a hard answer. One. Ooh. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I, I don't I don't really think I have one that really hit me. So I got nothing. I, I really wow. don't. Like all those matches that were like, you know, yet your guys picked. Yeah, they were like really good matches, but like none of them, like you know. It, like, all right, fine. I'll give I'll, I'll I'll give you one. Okay, I'll give you a match. AJ Styles versus John Cena because no one said it. That's there it is. There's your one. pick. That's my pick. You just gonna pick for me? No. I wouldn't have picked that match though. Or you could pick Sean any, any match with Undertaker in the latter match that no one talks about, but was probably better than WrestleMania 10. You could have picked Test versus Shane McMahon. Uh, that would have been better. <laughs> or you could have picked Carmella versus Charlotte versus Becky. That was also good. That was a good match. Charlotte versus Trish. That was good, too. That was good, too. Yeah. In, in Trish's hometown, too. And we can, yeah, like, so pretty much we can see, we can name up so many matches of SummerSlam <laughs> that were probably the best match of all time. So, yeah, yeah, they were good. Like I said, there was a lot of good matches. It's just none of them hit yeah. close to home. Right. But at least SummerSlam, at least SummerSlam, we know SummerSlam does produce uh, great matches. So, um, with that being said, Cliff, it is now your time. It is now time for the greatest segment in all of Three Count Podcasts. It is time for the Red Dogs Power Rankings. Danger Zone. First off, before we get into these Power Rankings, we do have to put this out there. Um, Anthony has some breaking news that he wants to report. So So this morning at 2.45 this morning, uh, ESPN reported that Sonia Deville was – a victim of an attempted kidnap. Some dude what? broke into her uh, broke into her house. He's been doing this for like eight months, stalking her. And it said the like uh, something triggered her to uh, call the cops. And this dude is like in her like bushes. How did I miss this, Cliff? I talked to you. Oh you didn't God. tell me. <laughs> no, I read that too. Apparently, yeah, he too. had like cut. Apparently, yeah. he cut a hole into, like, her patio. Yeah. And she yeah. saw him, so then she, and I guess whoever was in the house with her, left. But the and alarm then, that she had. Yeah, and then the alarm went alarms, off, too. She got one of those alarms that immediately, like, triggers the police. Yeah. So they showed up, and they saw, they found the guy, and then they checked his car, and he had zip ties and duct tape. He, mace. He, he had mace. A nice suit. He had a nice yeah. suit. Yeah. He, he, he confessed that he had been uh, planning this for like eight, like, like Anthony said, eight months. Yeah. He had been planning this. How so, the hell I missed this? <laughs> I don't know, Chaz. I, I, I just saw it while we were on the show. Yeah. And I was like, he told me, he's like, I have breaking news. And then I was like, what's up? And then he told me, I was like, 
holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's heavy stuff. That's okay. Yeah, I'm glad she, I'm glad yeah. her and whoever was there with her wasn't hurt or anything because that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she'd have kicked his ass, but. She absolutely would have. Yeah, hands down. The, the dude does like Well, the, the dude was an ex MMA fighter, so he might have gave her a fight. Damn it, my plan went awry. <laughs> Somebody beat me to it. Go ahead, Clem. No, no, give me right, your power. Make sure she didn't make it to SummerSlam. That's all. Give Let's see the power, power rankings. So, I do want to start this off with an honorable mention, which has never happened on this show. At least I don't think so. Maybe one other time. But our honorable mention is uh, Dominic Mysterio, because let's be honest, the ass whooping he took with the kendo sticks. Looking like a champ. He, yeah, he did. And I was very, uh, I felt very bad for him. <laughs> so that's how I'm going to start off. Number 10. Pay uh, your dues, brother. Yeah. Congratulations, Dominic, on the ass whooping you received. But we are all, you know, happy for you to sign with the WB. So number 10, we have. I cannot wait to see how pissed people get. The Young Bucks. Oh, God. <laughs> there goes his camera. Oh, you <laughs> Fuck you, Cliff. You Fuck know. you. I, I got to be honest, man. I couldn't decide. I had to keep those two matches together. All right, yeah. number nine. Uh, here we go with another bunch of people going to be upset, but one person will be excited about this one. Uh, Hangman, Hangman and Omega and Cameron Grimes. I can't right. lie. Cameron Grimes deserves it. He is he is in the number nine spot. So number eight, let's move from the big guys, and we're going to move into a show called Impact, and we're going to give it up to Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. I love her. I was like, yeah. which one? Both of them. <laughs> so make it that way. Number seven, we have us Bronson Reed, of course. He's got a lot of momentum. I love watching him wrestle, so he gets to move up. Number six. He's a but he ain't no Cameron Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> he, hey, Australian style, strong style. That's all I know. That's all I see from that man right now. Um, number six. Give it up because, you know, not only did she win on Monday Night Raw, but she also won the SmackDown Women's Battle Royal. So Asuka is next on our list. Number five. We can't talk about this. Um, I'm going to be honest. I do enjoy his matches, although I don't enjoy the fact that he always gets pushed to the brink. But Cody is sitting at number five. How is he not number one? Because he's not number one. So, he's a sack number, of potatoes. Number four. That ugly ass belt while we at it. Jesus <laughs> so, number four that we're going to talk about. Um, this came off the deadly draw. Um, Ivelisse and uh, Diamante. I, I love watching them work. They're amazing. Yep. Number three is Seth Rollins, because, you know, it's Seth. He's always known how to put on a good match. Um, Rollins. It's funny because I actually have Asuka twice on this list because she had a great rumble, uh, great royal, and then she also had a great match with Bailey. So I'm going to keep it that way. Asuka gets on the list twice. So probably the last time it'll happen, just for any superstar. And is that a part of the rules? We never said what yeah. they were. <laughs> I want to see the rule book, Cliff. This is bullshit. Whatever. How, did, how are you going to congratulate her for both of them earlier and then be like, oh, by the way, Oscar gets the second spot too? Yeah, it's because I just I just noticed it. So, That's and last but not least, number one, let's be real, uh, he's been putting in great work the past few weeks. 
we talked about him having whenever he gets a good storyline and he gets motivated, he'll put on a great show. And he did so against Kevin Owens. So Randy Orton definitely gets the number one spot. All righty then. So Cliff, I can't say I have a problem with your uh, top ten this week, but I do. Um, but hey, anytime you put the Young Bucks in your top ten, I will always have a problem. But at least but, you're not in the top five. But it wasn't. It wasn't the Oscar being there twice. I, I mean, like that's Oscar, so I can take Oscar being in twice as long as Rihu is not on the list. I'm Rihu perfectly fine. Rihu shouldn't even be wrestling. That is that is someone's twelve year old daughter. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> She's a nice lady. <laughs> exactly. She's a nice little girl. So that girl is fifty pounds. She got no business wrestling. She is ninety eight pounds. Fifty pounds, much. and these people went over sell for her. I don't get it. Go home, Rihu. Nyla Rose would still be champ. She should have been exactly. the first champ. Like, Nyla Rose should have been I, Thank you, Brian. Thank yes. you. No, I had right. a whole conniption when, the, oh, we about to have a whole rant, but no, we got to keep things moving. So, because <laughs> Brian's about to have me start ranting on this Riho and Nyla Rose thing. Y'all know how I feel about it. Riho so, definitely deserved to win that. Oh, damn it. Here we go. Oh. Anthony's new. Anthony's new, oh. so I have to. You mean to Rio. tell me, okay, that oh, Riho, okay, the 98-pound schoolgirl, right, can beat the native beast. Now, let's, have you ever not seen anime? Put, let's not put out the fact that, you know, the size difference, Riho versus Nyla Rose. Reho, yeah, I'm not even getting. I know I'm not getting to it. I'm not going. <laughs> Damn do it. it! I'm not Damn doing it. it! Not doing it! Not doing it today. <laughs> Damn hey, it! Not today. Not only, not only can she, but she did beat. Nyla. Anyway, so it's now time <laughs> for my favorite segment that we do right next to the uh, Red Dogs Power Rankings, and that's the game called "If I Had the Pencil." So, if I had um, the pencil, Reho would win every match. Tonight again, Okay, Kenny Omega. <laughs> I'm taking control every... of my show now. I'm going to take control of my again. show now. I'm trying so again. hard. No, two shit. Nyla Rose, every match. So, the if I had the pencil game. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know the rules, pretty much this is just our prediction uh, game. So, we pretty much go if I had the pencil. So, and at the end, we will see who wins the golden pencil trophy uh right now in first place is uh jeremy by the way so just want to put that's right just want to put that earlier jj jj what was that earlier babe you know you was you was gonna win well first of all you only have one uh prediction i have accumulated over you know many predictions so of course yours like your like your all in or all out predictions right where you got like one right or two that was double or nothing no, double or nothing. Because AEW doesn't know how to book stuff. It's always the VP. Hey, you don't know how to pick right. So, I mean, what no. are you talking <laughs> <laughs> I would just pick all the VPs to win, and that's how I would have got everything right then. Should have picked Reho. Right. <laughs> Reho wasn't even there. <laughs> all right. So, we're doing the uh, SummerSlam uh, if I had the pencil. So, we're going to go and get started. So, Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. 
If you had the pencil, Cliff, who do you have going over? Bro. Bro. <laughs> All righty. Anthony, who you got? Corbin, because fuck bro. <laughs> Brian, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Corbin. And I usually don't, but I'm going to go with him on this instance. All right. Uh, Mrs. Idol? I'm going to say Corbin. I don't typically like Corbin, but I think he'll do something to get um to get over, but it most more than likely won't be clean. Idol. Bro. Bro. You disgust me. Corbin doesn't win matches. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he right. Only unless it, <laughs> say like only unless it's Shorty G. Then apparently he's a winner. You know, I would be I would be curious to know when's the last time Corbin won on pay per view. All right, JJ, who you got? All right, this is simple. Mr. Corbin. Is an, is an enhancement talent. Do you read oh, what I am saying? Can you listen clearly? Everyone knows Baron Corbin is enhancement talent. I just, I just couldn't. Corbin never wins. And a discussion. Matt Riddle going over. He's going to hit the high road. Okay, let me stop. This is horrible. 12 and 20. All right. So, JJ, you got bro going over. Uh, Jeremy, who you got? Well, the real winners, anybody who doesn't watch the match, first off. Um, Baron Corbin's going to win because he's going to have help. And he's bald and beautiful, so he's going to win. All right, Damien, who you got? Hmm. I feel like in the order... Ah, you know, I'm going to go with Matt Riddle. Bro. Jeremy said... I'm going with yeah, I'm bro as well. That. I was going to say, Jeremy said that the real winner was anybody who doesn't watch the match. Like, he's not watching the match because we're going to talk about it in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you ain't win either, It's man. an obligation at that point. I'm <laughs> obligated to watch it so I can talk about it. It's only required <laughs> for work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All righty. So, next match we got. We got Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose in a hair versus hair match. Who we got? Um, Can I oh, go yeah. first? You want to go first? Go ahead. Go first. I do. If Mandy don't whoop Sonya's ass, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> because that segment in SmackDown where, where she had cut out her extensions as a person that wears them, them joints ain't cheap. Okay, they're not cheap to buy, they ain't cheap to put in, mm-hmm. and they ain't cheap to take care of. Mm-hmm. And she cut them out. Mm-hmm. I've seen how much them bundles cost. Them. Exactly. If she don't whoop her ass for the bundles alone, I'm going to be upset. So I'm going to say Mandy. All right. I so we got Jamela's going with Mandy, hands down. I All had right, to get Cliff, that who, out. Cliff, who you got? All right. You know so how much I cut during that segment. Mandy just cut her hair. You know, Sonya just survived a kidnapping attempt. I think Sonya goes all out and just shaves her head. So I'm going to go with Mandy. All right. JJ, who you got? Now, if I had the pencil, I would have Sonya Deville go over okay. and shave Mandy. However, 
knowing WWE and our infatuation with their blondes. Vince is not going to let his blondes go bald. <laughs> Sonya will become bald. All right. Anthony, who you got? I don't know if I can masturbate to a, a hairless blonde. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm going to go uh, at a... Sonya's going to be bald. Man, I just expect you to go there with that. Hold on, hold on. Are you saying that you can masturbate to a baldless brown-haired uh, brunette? Yeah, definitely. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> That's the best answer I've ever heard. Right? <laughs> Brian, who you got? You made me follow that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sonya. I think it's to draw more heat, um, and you'll see Otis try to, you know, c- console Mandy. He's gonna shave Thank his you. head. He's gonna shave his head and give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Cliff. Goodbye. <laughs> Dang it, we got. Um, I'm gonna go with Mandy because something is gonna look better in the lesbian cut. Just saying. Oh my god. Jeremy, right, yes. friends with you guys. Man, uh, I had to follow all of that. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Mandy. I'm not, no, no, nothing extra, just Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, what you got? I'm going with Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. Bundles ain't cheap, y'all. Okay. Bundles ain't cheap. <laughs> Remember that. I gotta go with Mandy as well for the same reason that bundles are not cheap. I've seen it. That's not your reason. Why? Like, come on now. No, 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 Hold on, dog. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Good quality hair for you to get at least three of them. You gonna have to drop at least between four fifty to five hundred dollars. And then, and then you might have to drop another two to three to find someone to put it in and style it. Nah, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying that's that's not. Hey, uh, I'm like just that. saying that that's that's not Chaz's reason at all. His reason is the same reason. My is mine. So <laughs> the next match on the card, <laughs> we have the United States Championship match: Apollo Cruz versus MVP. Brian, you'll start this one off. Who you got? Man, I I, I can't see uh, Paolo losing this, but the Hurt Business got to get back on point. So I think it would make sense for MVP to win it. But, you know, I, now I think on paper, put me down for Apollo Cruz. It's just at the end of the day, MVP is there to get these young guys and really young black guys over. So this is what he's going to do. All right, uh, Anthony. I'm with Brian. I think that uh, MVP is there to help the young black guys. I really do. Plus, you're giving Apollo Crew has his real big first title run. You just can't take it from him this early. Cliff. So, like I said to my wife on our honeymoon, I'm coming. I'm going with MVP. <laughs> I'm so fucking done with you, Cliff. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Whoa! Who let him on this show? 
Go to your room, Cliff. You're grounded, Cliff. <laughs> Go to your room, Cliff. Go to your fucking room. Wow. Go act, act like I'm, like, where the fuck am I? Like, <laughs> Go get out of your room, room Cliff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> doghouse. Go to the doghouse. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I can't even. That was actually kind of funny. <laughs> that um, was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, uh, Jamela? Um, I'm gonna say Apollo. Got Apollo. All right, uh, JJ. Who you got? All right. So part of part of me, uh, God, Cliff. What the heck? Um. So part of me is like, the hurt business needs this. They need this W. You know. They they kind of. They they really do need this, but at the same time, it's also like Apollo. You don't want to get rid of his title ring yet, but at the same time, you know that Vince has no faith in Apollo. Uh, I'm gonna go with Apollo. What Apollo? That's weird going for Apollo in a show. All right. Yeah. Chris Idol, who you got? Ah. Uh, Mm. Mm. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Apollo Jeremy So JJ went with Apollo So he's obviously wrong um, It's going to be MVP um, It's a shame Bobby Lashley Still hasn't had a SummerSlam match it Should be him instead of MVP But it'll be MVP to set up MVP getting beat up by Bobby Lashley later down the road, like I've said for the last couple months. Because um, if there's one thing that Vince uh, believes in less than Apollo Crews, it's uh, good factions. So the Hurt Business won't be around for long. All right, Damien? Well, let's see. Um, I kind of don't want to see this match. Um, if the uh, – hmm. Uh, Apollo, I guess. Maybe. Uh, Possibility. Maybe the referee if he's white. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's my take on this one, right? Anytime MVP's on pay-per-view, he somehow weasels his way out of it, right? Isn't that, like, kind of the trend now? Mm -hmm. So I'm going with Bobby Lashley. I'm just now you see that you know, just throw it out there. This is you know probably this is probably an L for me on this one, but I just got a feeling that it's gonna be Bobby Lashley MVP. That's no a really good point. Him. Yeah. Well, so now, would I you be Bobby, right? I, like if MVP just won, would you you'd still be right though, right? Yeah. Chaz, Chaz smells shenanigans. I do smell shenanigans. I, I, yeah, I that is a good possibility. So yeah. I gotta go with Bob. I think Bobby's gonna come out and you know and technically take the match and you know wrestle for MVP and Bobby's gonna end up winning. Is it, is, is it a long that. shot? Is it a long shot? Yeah, but but it's definitely something they worse? do. Have we seen yeah, worse? We have. All yeah, right, AEW. <laughs> yeah, AEW. Two hours worth every week. Anyway, I'm gonna move on. Liquid gold. Sack of potatoes. So. We got the Raw Tag Team Championship match. 
Uh, we got the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. I got the Street Profits. I don't see uh, Andrade and Angel Garza winning. Um, the Street Profits are on a huge roll. I don't think that's ending anytime soon. Who you got, JJ? Um. Hmm. This is tough because none of them have because Raw doesn't have a tag division really anyway. So why should I even care? But if I were to care, um, Street Profits. Street Profits, it is. Uh, Damien, who you got? I feel like the Latinos are going to cheat and steal a victory because, you know, that's what they do. Okay. I have we to also, watch we also lie. Coming to my job. Yeah, they do. So, you know, I have to make sure I watch them when they come into my job all the time. So I'm going to go with uh, Garza. So. And, oh, Andrade. I forgot his name. All right. Cliff, who you got? I just want to go out and put out that if anybody was watching Idol, he legitimately said that's racist. <laughs> I, like I, was in pain I am not racist, sir. I hate everybody equally. <laughs> just that's just let you know a little bit more. So I'm going to go with Angel and Andrade, and I'm going to throw something else out there. Dawkins is turning on Ford. What? Yeah, I said Ooh. it. Ooh. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so this is the this is the show with all we got. Everybody got bold predictions. I, what? Yeah, I, I can see it happening. So look, let's play look, it look out. Let's, let's play it out. So what we have right now is that Ford was poisoned, right? Mm-hmm. And he had his red cup, right? And it's believed, Bianca is believing that Zelina did it, while Zelina's going out of her way saying she isn't. Kind of like Hill Tactics is going on. But if you notice, Angela has been quiet like the whole time. He Not did really it. said anything. He did it. Try to tell you, you can't trust, you can't trust niggas. <laughs> this is why I want a white tag team partner. Cliff's <laughs> <laughs> open. <laughs> I don't know anybody else on here who's tagged up with an interracial tag team. I don't know anybody. Not one person on this. <laughs> Wait, uh, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy. I, might, I, I know. might know somebody. <laughs> I might know a guy or two. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know anybody. I don't know any tag team out here. <laughs> so, can I go, Jazz? Or you guys yeah, you can go. Yes, you're next anyway. <laughs> All right, so show me career suicide for $10,000 with Angelo Dawkins turning on his money ticket. But I'm buying it. So I'm going to go with Angel Garza and uh, Andrade because, damn Cliff, if you didn't fucking sell that to me. Right? <laughs> that was beautiful. All right, Brian, who you got? Wow, that um, – as much as I would hate to see that happen, I mean, I have Andrade and – um, Angel Garza winning, not holding on to the titles too long, but I just oh, think that they've been going after these tag titles for a while. And, you know, I think what, since right after WrestleMania. So yeah. I think now is the time I really don't want to see the street profits because all I see is crime time in the making. And we all saw what happened after that 
when they split, JTG went on to be forgot about while uh, Rusty P. Shagar Gaspar would go to Hollywood. So um, Montez Ford is the star of that team, but Angelo has been showing that he can keep up and is not. So I would like to see them stick around, you know, remain the tag team for the rest of the year at least. All right. Uh, Anthony, who you got? Oh, well, no, thanks to Cliff and his selling abilities. Guy <laughs> got to go with the, the Latinos. <laughs> Damn them Latinos. Yeah. All right, idols. Who you guys? Who, you got, who y'all got? Going with uh, my favorites on Raw. That would be Andrade and Angel. <laughs> I'm going to hey, Jamelo? I'm going to say Street Profits only because they've been planting the seeds that Angel and Andrade are going to split up at some point. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if they lose at SummerSlam. That's kind of the tipping point. How dare you? I'm just being honest. <laughs> honest. I'm just keeping well, it real. Stop being honest. All righty. So you know, moving would, on down the card, I got – this right here is probably the match that I'm actually excited for because I'm waiting for him to uh, join him. But – Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. Um, we just found out not too long ago that this will be a street fight. So, Seth Rollins, Dominic Mysterio, who do we have going over? We'll start with you, uh, Damien. Okay, so I've been noticing how Murphy's kind of been, like, very hesitant. I'm feel like that Dominic might win because of Murphy. Okay. Like, if you notice, he's been, like, very, very, like, you know, Seth Rollins has kind of lost his mind. Right. Like, he's, I think he's going to be Judas. Ah, okay. So, I'm going to go with Dominic. All right. That's not a bad choice. Uh, Jeremy. I still can't get over that they, the whole damn eye for an eye match. Yeah, I just, I just try to forget about that. Yeah, it was eye popping. Man, some things, some things you just don't forget about, and that's like, that's like one of them, you know, like, I don't know. Um, so I, I think they're still trying to hold on to this fact of having the Mysterios versus Buddy and Rollins. So I think Ray's going to come out and try to make the save. Obviously, Rollins is going to go over. Um, I don't think you uh, stop Rollins' uh, run that he's had by having him lose to a debuting, uh, I guess, third generation, fourth generation, fifth generation, however damn many Mysterios there are out there, whatever generation superstar that Dominic's going to be. So I'm going to go with Rollins. All right, JJ. Um, first and foremost, if Dominic Mysterio wins this match, I'm going to have my pitchfork out and I'm going to light my pitchfork and then proceed to burn myself. What? That's kind of racist. Why would you light your pitchfork if you could just light yourself on fire? That seems kind Why of Why are you so troubled? a lot of extra steps, right? You need a hug. You need Chaz, to does he need a friend? Me. Wow. Are you not hooking up at the I don't know what he's a real rough monster. Let's can we can we do a prayer for him? 
Seth Rollins doesn't win. I'm burning myself. Are you gonna burn it down? Are you gonna use lighter fluid? Yes. All right, cool. I got your lighter fluid for you. Thank you. No problem. Are you picking Seth? Are you picking Seth? I'm picking. Oh my Seth! All right, it's all needed to hear. Chris Idol. I'm going with uh, Dominic. All right, Jamela, who you got? I'm going to keep the same energy I had with Mandy. If Dominic don't whoop Seth's pasty, white, Hispanic-looking ass, we're going to have a problem. Wow. Why is there so racist around here? What the hell? Why white and Hispanic in the show? Pasty has spent what? This episode got to go on a dark web. Oh, Brian, you have no idea. Right, but now I'm going to have to go with Dominic just because, like, I like Seth, but I think, I I just think he just needs his ass beat one good time because obviously ain't nobody done it yet, so. I mean, Kevin Owens and McIntyre both beat Seth. Okay, well, obviously, he needs someone that's in the same race as him to beat his ass one time for the one time. There we go. Oh. (laughs) But Seth Rollins is white. Brown brown crime is not right. (laughs) All right. So, Cliff. Cliff. I got got Eddie. Cliff. You're funny. (laughs) You guys already know who he's picking. Yeah, I said it. I'm picking Eddie Guerrero's son. That's who I got. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's too soon. Too soon, Cliff. I'm wow. going with uh, I'm going with I'm going with Seth. Uh, Anthony, who you got? Well, here's the thing. So, AEW is offered Ray some money. So I think Ray probably will go to AEW. And I think Vince McMahon's going to lash out on Dominic and make him lose the rest of his career, and then he, and he'll go over there to AEW. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Seth on this one. I'm going with Seth. All right. Seth already lashed out at was... him. That's what Vince, right. Vince told Seth, slash out him. Ray didn't resign with us. <laughs> so... All right, Brian, oh. who you got? Oh man, we said who's going over. I would say toilet because uh, this is the bathroom break match. Um, but uh, you know, as with anything, Seth Rollins has been. The merch table. What shirt you want? You know, this is right before when WWE flashes that sign: fifty percent off championship belts and thirty percent off accessories, and everybody goes right to the website. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, but I, 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 man, I got um, I got Dominic winning this. I think that Rey Mysterio does get involved and he helps him, and then you know he wins and so forth. And this will be the last we see of Rey Mysterio. I think he'll get somewhat of a happy ending. Maybe they'll be still trying to pitch to keep him there, but I do think Dominic wins this match. But I don't care. I D- Dominic doesn't look like a wrestler. I'm sorry. He looks like a wrestler's kid. Look at Austin Gunn. Austin Gunn looks like a wrestler. Dominic looks like a David Flair. You take that back right now. Austin Gunn looking real good in that AEW crowd, though. <laughs> he was yeah, on Dark. He was on AEW Dark. The guns got it. Dominic won SummerSlam. Who winning? <laughs> oh. Right. 
That's a good point. Ouch. <laughs> but he looks so, so better. Yeah, yeah but you're right, he does. But Dominic wrestles better than David Flair, by far. Mm. Hell, my, my seven-year-old daughter wrestles better than David Flair. That's true, that's true. Tamina wrestles better than David Flair. You know yeah, what? That's the only you know who wrestles better than David Flair. Do you know who else wrestles better than David Flair? Matt, do you know who Jazz? Arion Andrew. No. <laughs> Jazz is kid. <laughs> it's definitely not that match. In listen. my toilet bowl is a better wrestler than David Flair. My kid is already taking bumps. All right, he's already selling the super kick sell. He he, he uh. He's only a month old. He already does a little. Uh, when you get kicked by the, in the by, uh, from a super kick, he goes. <laughs> he does the head bob back. So he's already. Chaz, stopped. we gonna talk after this. We gonna talk right. after this, bud. You might have not wanted to admit that on here. Sorry, TPS is gonna be calling you. He has at your door already. Right. <laughs> the hell, man. Oh man. So moving on, we got these SmackDown. Oh, yeah, we got these little crap. So SmackDown Women's Championship, we got Bailey versus Oscar. <sighs> you might as well do them both at the same time, by the way. Yeah, because I'm picking yeah. Oscar to uh, lose both. So, yeah, I agree. We're going to do both. So the SmackDown Women's Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. We got Sasha versus Oscar for the Raw title. Then we got Bailey versus Oscar for the SmackDown title. Alrighty, so we're going to do both here because, yeah, Cliff, who you got? This is this I'm so is glad that we built. I'm so glad that Becky and Charlotte both left so that we could build the division around three women, just like we did last time. Um, I'm going to say Oscar wins the Raw title but loses the SmackDown you title. Ride with me. Okay. Because I think uh, here, here's, and here's my reason why I think Bailey's match goes first. Sasha runs in and helps Bailey win, but during a Raw match, Bailey doesn't help Sasha. That makes sense. Sheesh. <laughs> Boom. And that's why WWE won't use it. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, who you got? I'm going to the opposite of Cliff. I'm going to go with uh, Bailey helps Sasha, but Sasha ain't helping Bailey. So- Sasha's a selfish bitch. Sorry, I said it, but she is. And this is why I didn't want to come to your wedding next week. You watch your five days, five days. (laughs) Wow, Wow. Ryan, (laughs) Ryan, who you got? If Sasha Banks loses, I'm turning off SummerSlam because I've called out the WWE plenty of times about the way they treat black wrestlers, and particularly Sasha Banks has not held the title. For more than a hundred days, well, maybe now she finally has. But this reign needs to be long. I don't need to see it as a transition or as a story. So I'm actually going to go with the golden role models both winning, holding on all to the gold, holding on all the gold as we get ready for payback the following week. Righty, I gotta agree with Brian on there. I don't think Oscar's taking any belts, so I'm going with. Uh, Sasha to retain, and I'm going with Bailey to retain as well. Uh, Jamela, who you got? Um, I'm gonna say Oscar wins. Hold on, 
I gotta make sure I get my thinking right. Okay. Asuka wins Raw, but loses SmackDown because Sasha's gonna turn on Bailey to set up for a match between the two of them on the main roster. Alrighty. Uh, Q, who you got? You know, this is the perfect time for them to finally break up Karen and Sasha. Shaniqua. Karen and Shaniqua. But knowing WWE, we're not going to get Shaniqua versus Karen until 2055. So somehow, some way, they're both going to retain. Sasha can't lose because, like um, Brian said, um, if we're looking at singles run, like her singles runs with titles, she's never held. She's always lost when she defended a singles title. And it's downright disrespectful to the greatest woman on the roster. So they need to retain. Or if not, uh, okay. Karen loses, Sasha retains. There you go. All right, Damien? Well, considering how they were bickering like little girls, and I can see them wrestling one-on-one at payback, I think it'd be more, I think it would be hilarious if they both lose. Oh, so you're doing Oscar double champion? Yeah, I'm being. I'm, I'm going to take oh. that chance. Oh wow! Everyone's doing bold prediction. That's bold as hell. <laughs> Jeremy, who you got, buddy? Right. Chaz, I'm actually going to have to give you my picks for the rest of the matches because I'm trying to go eat. I've been on here for two hours. I've given, I've given you my presence, my love, everything. I'm on time, everything like that. So. Sasha's going to win because she's the best damn women's wrestler on the roster. Bailey's going to lose, set up the matchup. Bray's going to beat Braun. AJ's going to beat Jeff Hardy once they make it official after Friday night, whenever they wrestle. And Drew's going to lose to Randy. All righty, then. I didn't write none of that down, but you'll tell me that. <laughs> yeah, I'll message you it. All righty, then. Uh, Chris Idol, wherever he may be. Who you got? it all. Everything. She's taking everything. We can't see your face, honey. You gotta ask him. Hear me. Everything. I mean, the, like, Sasha's a great wrestler. Does she really need the title to prove her worth, to be honest with you? That's true. I mean, given the way she reacted losing the title of WrestleMania, I don't think we want her to have another temper tantrum. If y'all don't stop that bull crap, that was a false narrative. That was a false narrative. Stop garbage. Sasha garbage. Whatever. Sasha admitted to it. She said it on Raw. She's like, did I cry? You damn right I did. Not the same way people making it seem like it. Goodness. I mean, like, at the end of the day, why does everybody think that championships make the wrestler? You said the wrestler, the wrestler. The wrestler makes the champion. Oh goodness! Like championship. So, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how long your championship reign is. If you're a good wrestler, dude, you're a good fucking wrestler. It's about being the best. The championship right means you're the best. It's just like in sports. If you want to, you ain't gonna say that Tom Brady yeah, doesn't no. need the Super Bowls to be considered a great quarterback. He needs See, the Super Bowl. I, I beg to differ. 
The team. I, I beg to differ. Undertaker is one of the greatest people, the greatest wrestlers around, and he has one of the least championships. No, he's one of the greatest characters around. He's not a top ten wrestler. Same thing. All around. But we can attest he's in that. My top 10. He's oh, my top ten. We we want to talk about Tom Brady for a second. We want to test it, and I'm so glad Jeremy got out of here because he'd be all over Tom Brady's dick. <laughs> we can attest to this. Dan Marino is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and yep. he never won a title. All right, so then how about the Indian yep. Pacers, right? The Pacers from 98 to 2000. Nobody's talking about they're one of the greatest teams because they didn't win a championship, and that same uh, principle should be applied to wrestling. The championship, what it's all about. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player. Sorry, JJ. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player because he's got six titles. Well, I mean, Bill Russell has 16, but I guess we ain't talking he has about 11. He Nobody has- said Bubba Wallace is a great racer because I don't think he has any Daytona 500s. It's all about the championships. I have to agree with Brian um, on that note. Yes, it is about the I championships. Disagree. We just say that in I wrestling disagree. because we understand that it's a predetermined sport that we feel that people, we look at work ethic. Nobody cares about work ethic. When you go on ESPN, when they put this stuff on ESPN, they look at championships. It's all about championships and wins. That's the reason why. My I bad. Agree. That's my championship rant. Nope. I, no, 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 no. It's all for no. Yeah. No. I nah, Roddy Piper won the heavyweight title, but he's not one of the greatest. But he is. Yeah, he's one of the get- ah, he's anyway. so people that never won the top title and still great wrestlers. Just saying. Man, that's because we're all smart, and that's why. But <laughs> <laughs> we all know the ins and outs of the business. God damn it. That's why we Ooh, say that. Let's keep it a buck fifty. We say that because we all know the ins and outs, and we know it's like like Brian said. We know it's predetermined. Yeah, the mm-hmm. title doesn't make the man. The man makes the title. That Triple H bullshit. Exactly. Anyway. He was the one who wanted to hog the title when nobody cared exactly. that he was a champion. <laughs> Exactly. So that's, that being said, I'm going to to move on. So this hasn't been officially made a match yet, but like Jeremy said, they're going to make it official sooner or later. But Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles, I'm never going to bet against AJ Styles because, hey, he's the man that made me a wrestler. So AJ Styles goes over for me. Cliff, who you got? I got Styles. Styles. Anthony, who you got? If I had the pencil... I would do Jeff Hardy, but since I don't have the pencil, AJ Styles. Brian, who you got? AJ Styles. I'm with it. Uh, the Idols, who you got? I'm going to say AJ. Chris? Jeff. Jeff Hardy. He picked Jeff. All right, Q, who you got? AJ. AJ Styles. Damien, who you got? Isn't that match happening on SmackDown? No. Are you sure? I swear I'm to God, sure. I saw it. So, they are is. having that match on SmackDown, but let's be honest, that's not going to be a match. It'll, something will happen, and they'll be like, whoa, settle this at SummerSlam. All right, then I'll go with AJ. All righty. So, we got the Universal Championship match next. So, we got Braun Strowman versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. I'm going with 
Braun, even though I can't stand Braun. But <laughs> we're going with Braun. Cliff, who you got? The fuck? No, going with Bray. Because if your name's not Goldberg, you're not beating the Fiend. Although, I'm not going to lie, Braun does kind of look like Goldberg as, like, a taller, bigger version of him, but he's not beating The Fiend. And plus, <laughs> this was the pay-per-view that The Fiend debuted on. Summer Chase. Chase. Chaz. Chase. Chaz. You know he's going to win. Oh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, who you got? I'm not picking a winner. I'm picking it that this is going to end up in one of those fucking god-awful, who knows, like, Braun falling in a fucking pond bullshit because you're not going to don't, – don't take the don't take the title off of Braun because the Fiend's not going to be there every week. And you can't give the, the title to the Fiend because the Fiend's not going to be there every week. Somehow, you can't – the Fiend can't lose. So how's, how's it, how's it going to happen? I don't know. But there's not going to be a winner. My man's saying no contest. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they? Didn't the Fiend just have a run with the Universal Title? He did. Didn't they? Did they not give it to Bray and let Bray wear it every week? Yeah. Okay, I'm just pointing out the you know. The <laughs> All right, Brian, who you got? I'm going with the Fiend. For some reason, I got a feeling he's going to win this one. Right, Idols. The Fiend. Otis. Hmm. Oh, yo! Oh, you're being bold, oh, bold. No, oh. <laughs> I would really hate it. I really would. I love you. No, 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 no. Oh, you about no, to get JJ no, worked up again. No. All right, JJ, it's on you. No, 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 no. Christopher Eugene Idol. No, it's Jay. It, it's it's a J. Christopher J. Idol. Just saying. I'm calling him Eugene. <laughs> Otis is gonna feud with Bray Wyatt. Dear God, no, no, God, no. Okay, I'm with it. Oh, I'm a hundred percent with I'm it. Ma- I imagine those Firefly Funhouse segments. He goes to kidnap me. Muscle Man Bray Wyatt and Otis. Oh, Come on now. Those oh my God, I want it so much now. I need this matchup payback. Can I change my answer? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm going to say the Fiend wins, but Otis leaves with the title. Got him with it. Let's go. I want to see the Muscle Man versus Otis. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Do the Muscle Man dance. Go there. I I, I see it. All right. JJ, who's your pick? Is he frozen? I think, think we broke him. I think we broke him. <laughs> I think Can we, I change my I answer? I'm just going to change my answer. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. That boy about to have a oh, no, he's You didn't ask me who I picked. Exactly. So until JJ gets his life together, Damien, who you got? Um. So I feel like um, Alexa's going to – be a deciding factor in this. So uh-huh. I'm going to go with the fiend. Alrighty. Are you alive, Josh? I just lost brain cells. That's cool, but I need you to get the brain cells enough to pick between Braun and uh, the fiend. Look, if the fiend doesn't win, the fiend is 
is officially dead, 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 even though he's already dead anyway. Not deleted? Oh, Bray. <laughs> All right. Bray doesn't win. This is an absolute travesty. Braun Strowman is a terrible, 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 awful champion. He's boring. Right. So then our last match on the SummerSlam card. We got the WWE Championship match between Drew McIntyre and the legend killer, Randy Orton. So, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre. I got, <laughs> I got Drew taking this one with an edge interference. Who you got, Cliff? Yeah, I got Drew. I got Drew clean, though. Yeah, Drew clean. Okay. Uh, Anthony, who you got? Mm, that's tops up. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go Drew. I I I want to say Edge is gonna come back and help Randy, but I'm gonna go Drew. Uh, Brian, who you got? Uh I'm going with Drew. It's it's they're not. I don't think he loses the title just yet. All right, JJ. Tough. This is very, very tough. But um, part of me is like, yo, Randy's on a roll, and he's a heel. But he's, like, been on a really, really good roll, and he's been doing really, really good work. And part of me is like, you can't, you can't, give, it up. You can't give it up to Drew. I think this is probably the hardest prediction um, to pick out of any of them. But I'm going Drew. But I wouldn't Damien. be surprised if Randy wins. All right. Damien, who you got? Oh. Go ahead and pick the mm. sexy Scotman. I'm not sure if I want to be like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm about to go with Drew. I kind of feel like he's sexy. All right. Madam Idol? I'm going to say Drew clean, but I wouldn't be surprised if Edge comes out after the match to try and get some kind of retribution on Randy. Kind of retribution. (laughs) 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 Mr. Idol? I'm going with Randy. Of course course you are, you freaking fan. Of course. I got a better... I'll always pick someone that beat AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels. I'll always go with someone that does that. Why does, he, why does he always have to come for me? Like, why? Uh, I mean, I was going to do that, too, but I was going to be nice. Anyway. I'm stoned, so that's why. Anyway. So, all righty. So that is the uh, – if that's the end of the if I had the pencil. So to remind everyone who's listening of the score so far, uh, the in first place right now is Jeremy with 66% correct. Uh, Damien, you're at 50%. Uh, tied for second, though, is uh, Chris Idle and myself. Um, and third place is uh, JJ with 56 Cliff, you're in fourth with 52%. Damien, unfortunately, you're last with 50%. But, hey, the year is still young. And, Anthony, your first score will decide your vote. Well, not your vote, but your score so far in the Golden Pencil Award. I'll be number one. 
We'll see after next week. So, um, that's the end of the show. Um, I want to say big shout out to uh, to Jamela. Uh, big shout out to Brian for being on the show. Thank you so 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 much. Uh, definitely is appreciative. We're glad that you are here on this shenanigan show called the Three Count Podcast. This show is a hot mess, okay? A hot hot mess, but I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's that's how we get. Listen, that's how we got over being a hot mess. <laughs> well, and if anybody don't like it, they can eat a dick. And that's what Damien says every week. Excuse me. That's true. But um, thank definitely you. thank you uh, so much for being on. Um, so we're set now. Uh, but before we begin, before we actually not begin, before we end, Brian, let everyone know how they can uh, follow you on all your social media platforms. Definitely tell them about the uh, the wrestling realm. All right. So make sure you follow me at Brian H. Waters, uh, B-R-I-A-N, uh, water like you drink, add the S, and follow the wrestling realm. Uh, you can see right there. That's how you spell it if you're on YouTube uh, or any video platform. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, our latest um, shenanigans we did we if you've seen the dx promo where they uh had to have a special address we redid it a special address to wrestling fans on some things that just need to be set as well as the nwo uh pay promotion spoof but we also have an episode as Vince McMahon out of touch and how about life after the wwe and then you can also catch break it down with brian h each and every thursday on youtube and all social media platforms Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Jamela, tell us how we can uh, follow you and all of the Fight uh, Fight Club Pro Wrestling. So follow me on Instagram, Mila underscore J with two Y's. That's Mila, M-I-L-L-A. And for Fight, you can find us on Facebook at Fight Club Pro Wrestling. Fight is spelled F number one, G-H-T. And I don't remember our Twitter offhand. Sorry, I was so P-A-W-D-C. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at PAWDC, and we're also on Instagram. It's PAWDC as well. I'm a fan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mark. I, I, I know. I, listen, I will put it out there, and I'll let everyone know I am a fan of Fight Club Pro Wrestling. It's right here. It's local. <laughs> it's black-owned. They are, you know, on the cusp of showing, you know, showcasing black wrestling talent. So I'm all for it. So, yeah. And we appreciate the support. <laughs> no, I'm, enjoy, I'm just trying I to get on the show. It. I I'm trying it. to get on the show. Listen, Jamela, sister, my sister, my lo- one, literally my one of my longest friends I've had. I've been friends with you since middle school. Put me on the show. Tell them to book me. I really invite anybody to go toe to toe. Put me and my tag partner, Prince Machiavelli, on the show. This is my public address to everyone a part of Fight Club. Let Pure Ignorance get on that show. Let us blackify that show even more. But anyway, I will digress there. So let me sign off. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is the Don Chaz Evans, here with the Red Dog, Cliff Miller, here with Cliff Miller's best friend, Anthony, here with the Wrestling Realm's very own Brian H. Waters, the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Idol, his missus, Jamela Scott, here with Q, my little brother, Damien Fatel and the ghost of Jeremy Grimes. This is Three Count Podcast, SummerSlam Super Pod. We will be here in two weeks. We won't have a show next week because it's SummerSlam. We like to, you know, leave it off and let our everyone 
enjoy the show. So we won't have a show next week, but we'll be back in two weeks for the SummerSlam Super Pod review show. So don't miss that one. Also, be on the lookout for all our now entering the ring interviews. So with that being said, be there for the next episode of the Three Count Podcast or, well, be somewhere else. Hey, Three Count Podcast listeners, it's your host, the icon Chaz Evans here. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. That's uh, the Facebook, that's the Twitter, that's the Instagram, that's the Snapchat. We, we don't have Snapchat. The photo, but we don't have photo bucket. But make sure you follow us on all those things at Three Count Podcast or at Three Count underscore pod. That's on the Twitter, by the way, Three Count underscore pod. But yeah, definitely also make sure you check out our YouTube channel and uh, subscribe to our videos. And if you really like us a lot, a lot, definitely go find us on ProWrestlingTees.com slash the number three count pod and get yourself a three count podcast t-shirt and make sure you continue listening to us.